Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, January 11th, 2021. This is the last episode until we have WandaVision. That's going to be it's going to be what we talk about. Going to be what we talk about next week. Might not get a movie review. Might just be episode one recap. Probably will be what it is. Some some people are uh, speculating, Jay. Two episodes. On the first, first release date. Drop two episodes. Oh, yeah. shit. I have plenty to talk about. Okay, so in honor of that, we're doing a throwback MCU review. Captain America, Civil War. This is where we see Wanda and Vision's uh, relationship start to grow on screen. Yep. Um, set up the this, this eventual stones for this TV series. Um, so we thought it was fitting we would do this one. Age of Ultron was also in play because that is where Wanda is introduced with her brother Quicksilver. And Vision. And Vision. Um, Fuck that, though. We wanted to watch a good movie. Yeah, I don't love Age of Ultron personally um so we watched civil war which is pretty much should have been avengers 2 uh 2.5 <laughs> uh, we're gonna review that we're gonna talk about it and maybe just talk about some excitement for wandavision at the end of the show it's there let's get into it i don't feel so good Hulk smash! hey look up you can put it on the board yes as political pressure mounts to install a system of accountability when the actions of the avengers lead to collateral damage the new status quo deeply divides members of the team captain america believes superheroes should remain free to defend humanity without government interference iron man sharply disagree, uh, disagrees and supports oversight as the debate escalates into an all-out feud other avengers must pick a side Great synopsis, Ty. Did you write it yourself? No, I did not. When are you going to start writing them yourself? Maybe I'll just do that. Maybe that'll just be my thing. <laughs> uh, Captain America Civil War released 2016, as you mentioned. Uh, Avengers 2.5, as we mentioned, is the introduction. Tom Holland as Spider-Man to the MCU. Uh, introduction, I believe, to Chadwick Boseman. Correct. Into the MCU. Um, some storyline stuff with Wanda and Vision, really expanding on their characters. Um, I feel like I'm missing someone. Ant-Man was in it. Team up. Paul Rudd. Um, good for him. Um, am I missing someone? 
Hawkeye, like, Vision, Black Panther, War Machine. Yeah, they're already all in it. Uh, no Doctor Strange, as he is not affiliated yet. No Hulk and Thor, because they're just too damn powerful, so they had to figure out a way to not have them involved. I mean, it would have been really simple to put them on opposite teams and just get the showdown we had in Thor. But we did end up getting that in Thor Ragnarok. Which so. was much better. Yeah. They saved it for good reason. Um, yeah. Avengers 2.5, like you said, uh, we wanted to do an old Avengers movie because of this. We picked this one. It's a great movie. Watched it in theaters, of course, opening night with my girlfriend Riley. I've only seen it about once or twice since then, so this was kind of a fresh watch. It's been a while since I've seen it. haven't watched an MCU movie just in general in quite some time. Um, and if I have, it's either Endgame or Infinity War, so it felt fresh to watch a different one. This is uh, this is probably my second most watched MCU movie. Really? I fucking love this movie. Okay. It's just a fun time. It, the movie is very, very well paced. Yeah. And it's just entertaining throughout. Yeah. And obviously, spoilers ahead. I mean, it's a 2016 movie. I would hope so. Um, yeah. We've done non-spoiler reviews for movies that have come out, come out three years after this. <laughs> That's true. Um, now, just a, a quick disclaimer. Um, my score is lower than anticipated, and I know it's going to be at least five points lower than yours. Bare minimum? I think so. And there's one category... And I'm kind of nitpicking. Well, I'm not really nitpicking with this category, but there's some things I noticed, and I think there's an explanation. And I think it's something you could easily overlook, but watching this movie with a fine comb the second time, um, I noticed some things that, you know, and I noticed one too many of them that I just thought really hurt one of these categories. And it's still not a bad score. I mean, I have a category that's a good score, and then I have categories that are really good scores. I have four really good scores and one... Middle of the road. Well, let's fucking talk about it, Jay. Plot slash story. So you talked about it. There's um, there, at the beginning of the movie. There's the scene of first of uh, Winter Soldier killing Iron Man's parents. We don't know that yet. Well, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, and then <laughs> there's the whole thing with crossbones in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Yes, in Nigeria, and they end up blowing up the building or whatever, and some people are hurt and people killed. People killed in it? I don't remember. If yeah, said she. Killed. That's what starts the Sokovia Accords. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it was killed it or just injured because it was. Like 10 Wakandans died. That's right. Um, and there's also the scene of Tony Stark talking to that black lady, um, her talking about how her son died in Sokovia, um, which I understand, like, yeah, you're sad your son died, but, like, they also saved the planet. Like, how can you necessarily be super mad but at them? Because Collateral damage? they created the thing that was going to destroy the true. planet. That's true. Very true. Spins up. Didn't think about that. Yeah. But does everyone know they created it? Probably. <laughs> um, so that happens, and that's kind of lays the foundation for the movie. Um, you know, Captain America and Tony Stark both kind of having these similar experiences, yet uh, being so different on the decision of whether or not they want to be controlled by the United Nations. The What's the city again? Sokovia? I already said it. Sokovia. Sokovia Accords, where the United Nations will pretty much control the Avengers, um, tell them what they can and can't do. Um and then they disagree about it. Things start escalating. Then they have that awesome airport scene that we all know about. Yep. Um, I'm kind of this very run-of-the-mill breeze through a lot of stuff. You got the stuff with Cap and uh, Peggy's daughter. Not daughter. Niece. Um, Shannon. Sharon. Sharon. You got the scenes with Tony recruiting Spider-Man and whatnot. Um, some scenes with Black Widow and um, Cap, like, at the funeral. And then you have the United Nations scene when it's blowed up and blown up and that's how you get chadwick boseman involved thinks that the winter soldier did it um got the winter soldier versus the people trying to get him with captain america where we see chadwick boseman as black panther first time Mm -hmm. um wait what when they're going to get bucky and captain america's there and then they're fighting down the stairwell Mm -hmm. and then they jump out and black panther shows up oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then they go through that highway i thought you just said that he showed up on I thought you meant he showed up on the Winter Soldier movie for the first time. No. Uh, that's why I was confused. Uh, that's a great action scene. They end up getting caught by the police and uh, War Machine and whatnot. Um, and then the final fight scene with uh, Cap, Winter Soldier, Iron Man. Great scene. Yep. Um, believe. I'm going to be honest. I rewatched this movie for the first time. I got to that end fight scene, and then I kind of checked out because Riley got home from work. <laughs> Um, and it's been a long time. Winter Soldier didn't kill his parents, right? Misunderstanding? Or he, he did, was, but he, he was, was under the Russian yes. spy thing, whatever. So it wasn't really. It was him, but not him. Yeah. Okay, that's what I figured. Um, 
Yeah, just an intricate, a lot of moving parts, a lot more than a lot other of the other MCU movies. Not an origin story in any any way. Um, I yeah. like how it's Captain America's movie. Hmm. Yeah, I just I just said I like how it's Captain America's movie, even though it really could have been anyone's movie. I mean, we spend most of the time with Captain America, but by a small margin. Yeah. This is Avengers two point five. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's all that it could have been. Avengers Civil War. Yes, a hundred percent. Why? Looking back on it. I guess maybe they probably had these discussions and they probably didn't want to overuse, but I guarantee it would have done a little bit better in the box office if it was Avengers Civil War just from the super, super casuals like my father, for example. I mean, it made $1.1 billion. It would have made $1.2. Okay. That's $100 million, Ty. What would you do with $100 million? Uh, I don't know. I know we've uh, been watching Survivor, mm-hmm. and they win a million dollars and a yeah. shitty Pontiac in the end of season one. You're watching season one. Yeah, we started all the way at the oh, end. Oh, so you're watching standard death like 4-3, huh? Yep. Oh, God. Turns out the guy went to jail for like four years for not paying taxes on his million dollars. <laughs> that's great. Mine and Rise show is Amazing Race, but we've never gone back that far. That's that's extreme. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't an Avengers movie, but it made $1.15 billion. Age of Ultron made $1.4 billion. So it it was up there. Do you have a list of like the top grossing Avengers MCU movies right now? Um, Endgame. No, but do you have a list of their order? I don't. I'll pull that up right now. Let's see. MCU movies. Because I'm sure the first Avengers, Ultron, like you just said, Endgame and Infinity War, obviously. I think Avengers are the top four. Black Panther, maybe. I think Iron Man 3 was one of the early ones that made a lot of money because of overseas for some reason. All right, here it is. Avengers Endgame. Damn, $2.8 billion. A lot of fucking money. 2.797. But Avengers Infinity War, The Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Black Panther, Iron Man 3, Captain America Civil War. So it's up there. Iron Man 3 is the oddball out there. I don't know how the fuck that money movie made that much money. It. Oh, wow. I mean, it had identical uh, domestic box office um, as Civil War. Black Panther did. And almost as Ultron, Black Panther did seven hundred million. Uh, oh no, this is domestic. Is that what I said? I don't know. Iron Man three and Captain America Civil War are both at four hundred million domestic, four hundred eight million. Uh, Black Panther did seven hundred million. Yeah, that was nothing. But Black Panther, that. the second most successful domestic box office movie for the Avengers, behind uh, Endgame. Sounds That's about right. Think about. Um, next up, Spider Man Far From Home, Captain Marvel. To round out the Billion Club. That's surprising. That's uh, in between the Avenger movies. People want to see what's going on. Yeah. What's the lowest grossing? Thor The Dark World. Or Incredible Hulk. Ant-Man. Oh, it's Ant-Man. Incredible Hulk. Fuck. Bottom five. Incredible Hulk, Captain America, the first one. Thor, Ant-Man, Iron Man. I mean, they still made a shit ton of money. Um, (laughs) That's the story, though. What's the story? I, that was our story recap that oh. jumped into box office. <laughs> As we talk about the box office. Now, I had some things to point out. Some minor flaws. Talk which aren't affecting the score. These are just things that happen in movies. And maybe I can, maybe I can counterpoint them. Maybe I can agree. Um, opening scene, we see Tony Stark's parents get killed. Um, no, we don't. We see a car crash. Okay, we see a car crash. What time of day was it? I don't know. Nighttime. Very obviously nighttime. They oh. had their headlights on. It was very dark. Yeah. Then when they do the barf scene and he's saying goodbye to his parents for the last time, there's windows in the background. It is very much light outside. Yeah. And in that sequence, Tony Stark said they didn't even make it to the airport. So they must have had a long ass drive to the airport. Possibly. Just to wanted, New York. Just wanted to point that out. Could have been sunset, Jay. And it was, but if it was like very, very bright. Like afternoon, mid afternoon, bright. It looked like one p.m. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to point that out. I actually was very aware of the brightness for some reason on that scene. So <laughs> I was eyeballing it. Like, how does this look compared to how they used it in Far From Home? Mm-hmm. You could tell it was like a deep fake. Like it wasn't as impressive four years later with deep fake technology, and like anyone could do it now almost. But yeah, it still looked good. Um, well, which is wild that like I mean it looked good, but they have footage of him from that age to use. Yeah. Which like. I don't know. I feel like they could have made it look even better. Because, well, like, most people, you de-age them or something. Like, you're just you're just fucking working with what you got. Yeah. That was like, you have this shit. Just put it in here. Maybe that'll come back later. 
uh, second thing in the scene where the what's the guy's name starts with the Z. I always Zemo. Forget. Zemo. Uh, when he goes to that first like Russian guy or whatever he was, and he like tortures him to try to get answers, um, and then he drowns him in the sink. Incredibly terrifying way to kill someone. Um, his that sink was not tall enough to drown him. In certain scenes, it was. Well, that's the thing is right before <laughs> the water starts overflowing in the edge. And the water is about an inch and a half, two inches before his nostrils. Now, just moder- like like science, if the water is going over the edge, it's not going to go higher. It has reached its highest point and is flowing over. And then we see the next scene where it completely covers his nose and his mouth. Um, just a little inconsistency there. Well, here's the thing, Jay, is I think it was a torture scene, really. And you think that he's drowning him, but it's actually a how much will do you have to hold your head above that water or when you lose strength to where you fall underwater and drown. I don't think he wasn't like holding his head up. His head was all the way down the whole time. Don't you think? So I think he would have just hung there until he eventually died. Okay. Or uh, I don't know. Maybe he would have got free. Um, I also wrote uh, the entire idea of them arguing over a contract about whether or not the government can control them is hilarious considering they could just say no. And there's nothing the government could really do because they're fucking superheroes. I, I mean, just, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote that part. It makes life a lot harder. It does. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, unless you get superheroes to stop the superheroes, there's not much yeah. you're going to be able to do. Yeah. I just want to point that one out. Okay. That was all I got for story. I like it. What'd you give it for a score? 17. Okay. Give it 16. Um, there's a lot of moving parts. Like I said, even though the idea, the entire idea of agreeing whether or not to agree with the United Nations, like you could kind of nitpick it a little bit. Um, I thought it was good. I thought with all the moving parts, they did a good job. They really built up that kind of the foundation of where the separation is coming from and the similar points of the similar backgrounds that both Cap and Iron Man had with similar experiences, um, how it's shaping different points of view, though, at the same time. Um, you know, and you could kind of knowing what's going to happen watching this again, like you kind of see where they're setting up certain plot points to further, you know, develop it down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was good, man. I don't think it was their best ever story they've ever told, but I thought it was obviously different from any other Avengers movie or any other fucking superhero movie. Really? I mean, justice league did, you know, heroes versus heroes for like five minutes when Superman was bad and then just punted on that when that's really what the movie should have been. Yeah. Um, movie would have been so much better if that's what they did. Um, <laughs> so I 17 solid. Yeah. I gave it a 16. Um, I think that there's a lot of, you know, Zemo's supposed to be this regular guy who destroys the Avengers. Mm hmm. And there's a lot of his plan that kind of has to just kind of, it's like he thought about everything, but a lot of it's kind of like, that's coincidental. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's fine. It's a superhero movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. The idea of breaking them apart and everything and the way it works out. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's an incredible way to do it. Um, I think Captain America, this being Captain America's movie, the reason for that is because of the differences in how they feel about the Scovia Accords. Mm-hmm. Because in his first movie, he's, I want to join the army. I want to work for the United yeah. States. He does that. He gives his life. The second movie is, I work for S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything. And then there's Hydra. And, he, you know, it's these people who are in charge of us are actually bad. Yeah. And he fucking takes them down. Which leads into this story where it's he doesn't trust yeah. the thing because he's seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. That's kind of his story arc. I think that's the only reason this is a Captain America movie is because it, it concludes his story arc. And then the Bucky thing, yeah. um, the Winter Soldier was a key part of all three movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, sixteen's a really good score. It's not their top tier shit. It's entertaining. It's fun. There's some coincidental shit, um, but it's a very good groundwork for a fun movie. Just trying to think, just spitball some plot slash story MCU movies that might get higher. Uh, Infinity War, Winter Soldier, the second one. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say Endgame. Because they have some time travel bugs there. I don't know what I gave it. I'd have to listen back. But I'd probably give that a 15, 16 just because some of that time travel stuff was confusing. And we debated yeah, about it. For sure. Um, the first Iron Man probably deserves a little bit more than 17. I don't know. Yeah. The thing with the first Iron Man is it's just a character development yeah. story. It's not good versus bad guys yeah. learning who this character is. And they do a great job of that. Um, Thor the Dark World. Nope. Nope. <laughs> definitely not. I can't think of any more off the top of my head. It's they're not known for writing incredible plots and stories. Yeah, it's good action. It's entertainment stuff. Sixteen is probably an upper edge score for them. Maybe Homecoming, just because that 
Homecoming, absolutely, I think. Because that like kind of plot twist and Guardians is fun, but I don't know if it's necessarily like a groundbreaking script per se slash story. Yeah, it's um, it's up there, but it's not their best. Black Panther, close, maybe same score. Black Panther, yes, but then there's the plot hole of him having his powers stripped away and then being thrown off a waterfall and surviving. <laughs> That's very true. Um, <laughs> Each I, I want to rewatch that thing. movie because I. I don't know how it holds up the you know when you watch it again after not seeing it for you know quite some time, but I just remember being so mesmerized by Michael B. Jordan's performance in that movie. He's great. Him and Chadwick Boseman yeah. are both fucking great in that movie. Do they bring him back, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Isn't he dead? Yeah. Wasn't he? Wasn't it like he was dead? But then like it was kind of like they never they showed. They could it. do some spirity shit or something. They never showed it. It's like I'm gonna die. But we're not going to show me dying. Oh, I did like in that movie the, the plot how like at the end where Chadwick tries to spare him one last time and Michael B. Jordan, T'Challa, not T'Challa, uh, what's his, Killmonger, was like, I don't want to be spared. Yeah. Just kill me. That's some deep shit right there. Got the fucking badass line of bury me in the ocean where my ancestors. Yeah. Fucking awesome. He's probably the most badass bad guy I think the MCU has had in a, in a standalone movie in terms of like anti-hero kind of rooting for him a little bit. I can see that. I don't know who else is like. I mean, Thanos was awesome, but it's a big ass fucking movie. Yeah. Um, they're not known for their villains. I really like Loki. I guess Loki's but... a fan favorite. Yeah. And I really like the Vulture, but I, I, it's him and Killmonger kind of different. Yeah. I don't know, top tier shit. Visuals slash cinematography. I have a prediction. Yeah. This is your bad score. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get it out of the way. I give it a 17. Okay. Um, I look at it as visual cinematography is the fight choreography. Yeah, that was fine. Um, I think some of the way the scenes were shot look fucking cool. Absolutely. They did some good camera work. I'm intrigued to know what you don't like about it. So I give it a 12. Okay. Um, and it's mostly, like I said, they did well with the camera work. Um, at times... The lighting, and I know the I know MCU movies have gotten complaints before about like the color grade and everything. Yep, it's a little gray and kind of like monotonous here and there. That would maybe tack off one or two, maybe just one. Um, but mostly, there was some VFX stuff in here that I noticed looked really really bad uh, upon watching it. And I think if you rewatched it with a keen eye, you'd agree. I wrote down with some of them. The explosion at the United Nations. Uh, yeah looked very fake when they showed the outside scene it's the explosion from the outside it looked like an iPhone like the iPhone apps where you would record <laughs> and it would be an explosion I think it looks fake it doesn't look that fake and then you when it went back to the inside like the fire looked fake um same thing when they're in the the fight scene on the um the tarmac is that the right word tarmac I think so uh there's the one part where um spider-man like kicks uh Ant-Man, giant ant-man I think he kicks him and then Giant Ant-Man steps on a truck, and it's another, like, mediocre explosion. I saw it was very minor because Hawkeye's standing right there next to it. Uh-huh. doesn't affect him at all. And I'm like, you got no superpowers. <laughs> um, there was a scene where Iron Man was shooting down his, like, missiles or whatever on the tarmac. And, like, I looked at, like, some of the rubble after the explosion. It just, like, looked, like, very fake. Um, the scene where Hawkeye shoots him, and he misses. And Tony's like, huh, you missed, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I made you look. And then the cars fall on, fell on Tony. That looked a little unnatural. Uh, the de-aging, like I said, still looked good, but could have been done better. Um, I just think for a super high-budget MCU movie like this, I think the VFX, it wasn't like super obviously bad, and I didn't notice it the first time on the big screen, but I did notice it when I watched with a keener eye. And um, I think the maybe the main explanation is is a lot of that uh, budget might have went to having Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans. It's an Avengers movie Chad without Wick- Avengers movie budget. And Chadwick Boseman and Paul Rudd and Tom Holland, who's probably didn't, didn't get paid jack money. shit. Yeah, um, having all these people in this movie with a budget of, I mean, it had two hundred fifty million. It's still very large budget. Let's be very clear. This is Marvel when it's it's in its fucking it's in its stride here. <laughs> um, so again, I could probably give it a little higher if I was grading not on a curve with it being the MCU, but seeing all the beautiful things they could do with Infinity War and Endgame, and you know the the environment they created in Black Panther and other movies, I, I kind of just Black Panther's VFX look like shit. I thought it looked good. Wakanda, besides though, the final fight scene looks like shit. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that no, was Wakanda. Rhinos looks good. and everything. Yeah, Wakanda yeah. looks good. 
the final fight scene. Yeah, that one looks bad. It's it looks like the Tron. train thing looks yeah. like a fucking PS2 final fight in a video yeah. game. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange even has some cool VFX stuff, and that movie came out in the same year. Yeah. So I don't know, just Nick and what Nick and Pit. No, nitpicking. <laughs> Nick and Nick nitpicking. And, you had it. <laughs> I almost said a bad word there. Um, I mean, I. I see where you're coming from. I think it looks bad. It doesn't look, for example, Artemis Fowl take me out of the movie bad <laughs> VFX. Well, 12 is still, I give that, that's my average. Yeah, and for me, I think, sure, VFX get a 12 for me. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the fighting, because this entire movie is a fight. Yeah. It's nonstop. You have the, the opening scene where it's Lagos, and that's a yeah. fight. And then it transitions, and then you get... We're looking for Bucky, and then that's a fight. And then it transitions to we're breaking out of the office, and you know something happened mm-hmm. with Bucky, and then that's a fight. And it's just constantly, and then they're at the airport, and then it's just nonstop. And yeah. all the action looks good. There's entertaining shit of each one that looks fucking great. Yeah. Um, the shot of like the opening shot of Bucky in the chair where they're zooming in on him and he's being mm-hmm. fucked up. That looks really cool. There's obviously the Iron Man and Captain America yeah, with the shield shot. I mean, that's incredible. That's the best shot of the, the movie for sure, that final fight scene. Yeah, and then you have, you know, just – it's not even like crazy camera work, but just the Avengers lined up side by side running at each other. Things just look good, dude. And everything just looks enjoyable, and I I really like the fighting in this. But they all have – they, like, they all have really solid fighting, and they all have really good camera work and – all the Avenger movies do, yeah, and I'm gonna give them all good scores for that. <laughs> I'm just comparing it against other movies. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and sure, you know, I think some of the VFX maybe don't hold up compared to other movies, but in terms of like fighting choreography, this thing fucking blows Ant Man and the Wasp out of the water. <laughs> where he's just running through an abandoned building, jumping over a desk as she walks towards him <laughs> through the wall, and then they're in the parking garage, and he's like running, and she's just like phasing through the wall. Yeah, and shit. you know, and so that I- scene was so ridiculous. <laughs> I I don't like that movie. I don't either. It's one of my least favorite. They built that girl up to be such a fucking... How, I don't even remember how they beat her. I don't... I remember. watched that movie in the Oh, theaters. I don't think they do beat her. I think it's the... the she gets stuck in the quantum realm? No, the uh, the mom comes out of the quantum realm and has quantum powers now and, like, heals her. Oh. I, I haven't seen that movie since I saw it in theaters. I have no interest in watching it again. Yeah. So, um, but just comparing it to all of those, I think the fighting and stuff is off the charts, and they have some... Fairly iconic shots from the MCU in this. And so, again, 17's as high as I could possibly go. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it, it earns it. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I counted for some of the fighting in the next category. Give me key on 19. Also gave it a 19. Um, like you said, the fighting, the action in this is great. Um, I don't want to necessarily talk about camera work. But just... It's the fucking Avengers, and they did what the Avengers do. They fought. They fought each other. Um, good pacing. They didn't show us too much right away. They really spaced it out to a kind of big climax at the end. And then, well, that that uh, tarmac scene is like kind of the action climax, I guess, just in terms of some of everything. Yeah. Um, but just you know, they find ways to do these scenes that are fresh and innovative, and not doing the same shit over and over. Um, I gave it a nineteen only because. Uh, Again, this one I think is more appropriate to probably grade against other MCU movies because they all have the same key element. Well, the key element is MCU. Yeah, um, it, it's it's they've done better. I mean, that final end game scene is that's the only just reason that whole sequence. <laughs> I put this down as a twenty, and I'm like, this isn't as good as Infinity War yeah, and Endgame. That's the so it gets nineteen. That's the ceiling you have to break. Just thinking of that final forty five minutes of Endgame. Whew, it's gonna be hard for them to topple that shit. Dude. I, don't, I don't think, I don't they, think ever they ever will. will. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's fucking incredible. I mean, just before that, the fucking scene on Wakanda when Thor shows up and everything, like, that's, that's peak. Yeah. And then they just beat it the next year, and you're like, okay, there's no way you guys and can like, do better. The Wakanda scene's badass, but, like, I don't even think those two are even that close. No, like, they're not anymore. <laughs> fucking awesome. Thor comes down with his fucking Stormbreaker and his wrecking havoc, and everyone's going crazy, and then literally we know the next movie, Cap would pick up fucking Mjolnir, and everyone would lose their the shit. would orgasm in the movie theater. And then he's just got the shield and the hammer. At least we incredible. didn't. Did you yell at all when we watched that? No, I'm I'm 99 sure I did. I didn't yell just because I I don't know. Everyone else was. I was fucking <laughs> lit movie theater. I was having a great time. Um, 19 though, just because of the other movies. I mean, like I said, the action in this is just every scene's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. 
the opening scene of the crossbones, whether it's when they're at the fuck. I remembered this. What? I'm completely ignoring what I'm saying. Remember how they delayed Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Because they said the plot was centered around like a disease thing. They had an infectious disease shot at the beginning. That's the whole fucking beginning is crossbones. He takes something from the infectious disease center. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's what connected to the show. And then they're like, all right, pivot. I wonder if that's the setup for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that they had to abandon. Notice that watching it today. But Crossbones is dead. Well, yeah, but I mean, they took it and they took the infectious disease thing like the Avengers got it at the end. Yeah. Then they disappeared for five fucking years and everything fell to shit. Yeah. Yeah. They easily could have tied that in. Opening scene of, you know, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier could have been like a flashback kind of whatever. Yeah. Opening scene, but. Yeah, that's that. that probably honestly. There was also oh, fuck. Oh my god. Oh, I thought uh, at the beginning when they were reading Bucky the words to like turn him into a Russian spy. <laughs> Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. I was like, was that a, <laughs> is that a nod to the future movie? <laughs> um, but yeah. Besides that, um, all the action shots and everything are fucking awesome to watch. Yeah, and like I said, it's one of my favorite MCU movies for sure. Um, characters, Jay. I'm stuck between two numbers here. What did you give it? I gave it a 19. Well, 19 is not one of the two numbers I'm stuck between. Okay. Is it a 5 or is it a 6? That seems low. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm stuck between 17 and 18. Um, because, like, I usually – I'll give it 18. No, I'll give it an 18. So bump my score up one. Because um, I, I do reserve a certain tier of the scores for almost, like, Oscar performances, which obviously none of these are Oscar performances, and that tier will be nineteen twenty. That's fair. I think in Endgame mm-hmm. or Infinity War, when we did this scale, mm-hmm. I gave it a twenty. It's just if the characters I are all good school, yeah. and enjoyable, yeah, that's fine. Well, that one's different though. That's almost like there's so much that they did good that it kind of overrides that. But yeah. I guess there's so much a lot in here that does good as well. But and my biggest thing from this movie. This is the best live-action Spider-Man of any movie at all. Like, any Spider-Man movie? Any Spider-Man movie. Wow. The Spider-Man in Civil War is fucking awesome. He's better than he is in Homecoming. He's better than he is in Far From Home. He's only on the screen for, like, 15 minutes. And it's his best performance. Obviously, there's more in the other ones. Is it because of, like, the witty shit-talking? It's the and... wittiness. It's the when he first gets introduced and he was like, I found a DVD player. He's like, I can't go. I got homework. Like, mm-hmm. it's the down-to-earthness yeah. of that's fucking Tony Stark. And then there's the wittiness of there's no quit in him. And then just the fucking talking when he's fighting uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's going through. It's just incredible. He's fucking electric every second he's on screen. He is really good in this. Um, damn, that's a good point. It's it's my favorite live action Spider Man. Does he do that really amount. in the other ones where he's like shit talking while he's fighting? Yes, but not to this extent. Yeah, where and that's that's Spider Man. Spider Man, yeah, and he does it it's so good in this. Yeah, and it's so entertaining. And yeah, it's a small scene, but for a character introduction, they could not have done that better. Mm-hmm. Which is why I give it such a good score. And then you also have T'Challa. Yeah, who you're introduced to him as this royal, you know, king and stuff at first, and then you find out, oh shit, he's Black Panther. Yeah, and he's got some badass scenes like fighting Captain America, and then in the ending part where he's like, you know, above the retaliation or whatever, and he stops the guy from killing himself. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna let my my vengeance consume me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they do a great job character building for him too. So the two introductions you have in this movie, they fucking nail. Yeah, and then you still have Captain America and Iron Man being who they are. Well, they did good, too, just with their kind of overall arcs from the previous movies. And then leading yeah. into now, knowing what we know now, leading into the future movies with kind of the reason why they kind of got fucked up in Infinity Wars because they were never actually all together. And then at the end, they finally were all together. You yeah. Know? So, um, yeah, it's solid character building. Um, again, I kind of saved 19 and 20. I don't love Zemo. Um, and that's why I got a 19 instead yeah. of a 20 for me. Yeah, I think... Like, he's just – it's not necessarily as bad. He's just so forgettable, and I guess that might be by design because the focus is pretty much on, you know, the the Civil War that's going on in the Avengers. Um, he's the villain, but he's not I almost the bad guy of the movie, kind of. They're, do you think they could have done this without – is there a way they could have done this without Zemo? Yeah, I'm sure there could. I'm sure there's and a like way they could have done it. Like, 
Yeah, because there was no like massive like payoff or anything. It's just the reveal that well, Winter Soldier killed Tony's yeah. parents, which is caused by Zemo. Yeah. And then the power outage to make Bucky lose his shit and break him out. Mm-hmm. That was Zemo. Yeah. But so like he's integral to the plot, but you absolutely could make a story without him mm-hmm. that still kind of leads to the same settings, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I also uh, originally gave it a 17, but it bumped it back up to an 18. Jesus, Maurice is barking. Uh, <laughs> jumped it back up to an 18. Knocked it down to 17 because I was, uh, not going to lie, just a little upset that Thor wasn't in this because I love Thor. I, okay, counterpoint. And Doctor Strange. I love Doctor Strange wasn't around then, but. Counterpoint, Thor sucked at this point in the MCU. Yeah. He was not Thor 3 and Infinity War and Endgame Thor. He was all right. I mean, I guess he's all right in Avengers, like Avengers two. The solo movie sucked. One is good, but on a scale, it's not great. Yeah, uh, two sucks. Yeah, he really comes into his own. It's Taika. This is pre Taika Thor. Yeah, which is not the Thor we've come to know and love. <laughs> um, and I I love Doctor Strange. I don't know why I like Doctor Strange so much. I just do. But he's not even introduced here. Hulk. If we got classic Hulk in this, that'd be great, but they fucking butchered that Professor shit. Professor Hulk. <laughs> 18. Still a very, very solid score. All right. Enjoyment, Jay. What Eight, did you give it? 18. I'm actually changing it now that more I've talked about it. Um, 20? It's a 19. <laughs> I, I was an 18, and the more I've talked about it, it, this is, again, one of my favorite, the second most watched Avengers movie, mm-hmm. which is my favorite franchise of any movies, mm-hmm. and, and I fucking love it. Yeah. It's entertaining throughout. It's nonstop. The pacing is so perfect. Mm-hmm. You, They have slow moments, like where he meets Spider-Man or you know this or that. They're all for a reason, and then they immediately jump back into action. Yeah. This is the perfect way to do a movie like this. Yeah. Um, I gave it an 18 just because that's kind of... I have 1920 as would consider one of my all-time favorites. I think if I had to rank this in the MCU, it's probably outer top five, maybe five, four-ish. Four might be a stretch. Probably five. You got Avengers. Standalone, like if you compare them just side by side, maybe this movie's better. But just the, the cultural impact of Avengers and seeing it for the first time and it, just how many times I've seen it and how classic it is. Um, Endgame had its holes, but I still like Endgame more. Obviously, I like Infinity War. Uh, so that's three ahead of it. <laughs> um, Far From Home. Or not, not Far From Home. Um, I really like Homecoming. Ragnarok. So it's it's up there in like the five range. Um, so 18 feels fair. I feel like I would save a 19 and 20 for like those top three. And then movies such as, you know, Anchorman or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um. I'm just still very solid. On that, it's when we did our ranking, I pulled it up. It's my third MCU movie behind Infinity War and The Avengers. Was that before Endgame? It was Endgame. Endgame is actually ranked in between 15th and 16th as a ha-ha. And I remember I did this because I said it could be a giant upset and it would still be better than these movies below it. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to see. I probably have mine. Mine was untitled, but I I found a way to find it. Yeah, you just searched the... I searched MCU. So mine, it was Infinity War, Avengers, Civil War, Guardians, Iron Man, Ragnarok, The Winter Soldier, Homecoming, then Black Panther, Guardians 2. Oh, I think I see it. So that's why I'm like, you know, 1920 is for my favorite movies. This is third or fourth maybe now on my fucking favorite franchise. Like, this is one of my favorite movies. And I don't know if you remember this, Jay. You had to convince me otherwise. I almost voted this over the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Our bracket. And I was like, no, you're right. And I had to switch back. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. It's a good movie. I'm going through my docs right now. I thought this was it. It wasn't. Um, October movie preview from 2019. Okay. I just sad that we don't do that anymore. Yeah. But this, no. October 2019 was a fucking banger of a month. <laughs> Let me hear it. Joker. Great movie. Knives Out. Great movie. Ford versus Ferrari. Great movie. Jojo Rabbit. Great movie. Um, Zombieland 2. Pretty good movie. Irishman. No. I mean, Oscar, but. No, it's, I don't. It's a shitty movie. <laughs> but still, that's like a big month. For, you, yeah, it's a very large month. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Okay. Maleficent 2 is a box office draw. Okay. I don't know what El Camino is still. 
Is that the one that had uh, El Camino? Yeah. Oh, that was the uh, Breaking Bad movie. That's fucking huge. Gemini Man, probably the biggest one of the month. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bombed. I don't have my list. I'll have to find it. Do you have a date on your list? Um, April 10th, 2019. Okay, so I'll have to go back and find that. And um, maybe we tweeted about it. I don't know. I would rank it around 4 or 5. It's a great movie. 18 out of 20 is still a very solid score. Uh, I mean, you had it at 18 originally and then bumped it up one. Um, it's a great movie, man. Avengers 2.5. It's so much fun. It's just entertaining throughout. It's the characters by this point that we all know and, and love. fucking love. Mm-hmm. And it's them doing their great things and introducing new characters that we now know and love with Spider-Man and Black Panther. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman, RIP, is great in this. Damn, remember when we used to do graphics for our movie scores? They looked pretty good, too. I did it for maybe three movies. They look good. And, I mean, those are aggressively easy to do, too. Those are much easier than the football bets. Yeah. Maybe really? I'll, maybe I'll do that this year, Jay. What? I mean, obviously not this because this is a very throwback. Any new movie review, hand up. I will do a graphic. I'm going to hold you to that. Hold me that. Do it. This uh, is super easy to fucking do. There's a picture of me with a Saints jersey. What a great, great view. You said it was April 2019? April 2019. Because I know we did some April graphics. 10th. I don't know if we did graphics way back then. I don't know if we did these. This is a long fucking list. Um, oh, no, but we have some uh, videos of us golfing. I forgot I did these. Videos of us golfing? Yeah. I did like a update. I was updating us as we were golfing. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I don't know. It's third or fourth, fourth or fifth, whatever I said. Great movie. 18. Final score, 84 out of 100. 90 Woo! out of 100, which, <laughs> again, <laughs> sorry. I'm fine with headphones alert because it is one of my favorite fucking movies. Um, and I look at it compared to some of the other ones, and, yeah, maybe it doesn't have the the story and Oscar shit that it does, but this is just pure fucking entertainment, one of my favorite movies of all time. What would you give it? 84? Mm-hmm. That's low, Jay. That's real low. Mostly from the visuals. I feel like 87 is probably too low. Right where it should be, I think, 87. 87 out of 100 puts it at 10th on our list. My one issue is it is below Far From Home. One and a half points lower. Is Riley crying? I think she was laughing. Sorry. You're mad that it's worse? Oh, no. Far From Home is a sequel. Okay. Far From Home, the Mysterio one. Hand up. Probably Dude, too high. That movie's good. It is good, but I gave these movies the same score. That movie is not Civil War good. I gave it an 87, so. You gave it better than this. VFX were better. Story was worse. The action was worse. Uh, it was way slower. Like the There's not even remotely as much action as there is in this. I like the action. I like the scenes with Mysterio. Far From Home? It, I like I like Homecoming more than I like Far From Home. And I like yeah, Captain Morse Civil War more than I like Homecoming. See, that's where we differ. I think I would probably edge Homecoming a little bit over. It's, it's on my list. It's on my list. Civil War's three, Homecoming's eight. Wow. Uh, so that puts it right above Onward at an 86 and right below Slumdog Millionaire, 88.5. Yeah. And Far From Home, 88.5. Jojo Rabbit, 88.5. I've noticed with a lot of these top tier movies, you give them higher scores. Joker, you gave a 94, I gave an I think our, our barrier is just too hard sometimes. If I really like a fucking movie, I'm giving it a good score. Anchorman, I gave a higher score than you. Infinity War, I gave a 97. Yeah, that's fucking... What do you think your three categories were that you docked a point were? Characters? For Infinity War? Story, I probably docked one for the slow Thor moment. Where he's building the hammer yeah. and shit. The axe. Characters definitely got a 20... Visual cinematography, maybe one. I don't, I don't, probably story two, visuals one, 20 key element, 20 characters, 20 enjoyment. I think you might have gave characters a 19. I don't know why, but I feel like you might have. I don't think so. Thanos was so good in that movie. I fucking love that movie. Only three points. That's remarkable. Will any movie ever top that? It's, it's. Almost impossible. What's your favorite movie of all time? That. Really? Yeah, it is. That's fair. I've seen it more than any. Fucking love that movie. It's a damn good movie. 
my favorite movie of all time, probably Anchorman. Number two, Rat Race. Number three, Hubie Halloween. Fantastic. <laughs> Number three, Stuber. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the few ones on our on our thing, actually. Yeah, we didn't do this one. Infinity War, Far From Home, Civil War. Went out to 45 movies. That's Almost it. at 50. That's crazy. Got a lot of fucking movies on here. Yeah, 87 feels right. 87 feels right. That feels like right where it should be. That feels right where it should be. Maybe Far From Home should be a little bit lower. I agree with you there. Maybe it should be also an 87, which is what I gave it. So, um, and I, you know, maybe I should have gave this one an 87. Maybe not been as harsh with visual cinematography, but I think it averaged out right where it should have been. I think absolutely Slumdog, Far, uh, Slumdog and JoJo should be above it. Joker is just a really well-made movie. Um, not as enjoyable. That got carried by my score. By your well, it was mostly enjoyment. I think I gave it like a twelve for enjoyment, just because of the the cringiness. And you've said in retrospect, you probably would have done the same. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton's a musical, so I'm not. Anchorman, obviously classic. Um, Wally, classic. 1917, fucking phenomenally made movie. Now that's just aggressively the best you can get for visuals and shit like that with 1917. That movie's so good. I don't like war movies. <laughs> I don't either. I hate war movies, but I watched this on my phone in the middle of the night, and I was crying. I was laying in bed, and I was like, I got to watch this for the pod, and I was crying. <sighs> that movie is a movie I think I might have gave a little bit lower if I only saw it not in theaters. Like how we were talking about with Soul, how some of these movies might be hurt from not getting the big screen. I think maybe just a little bit I would have been a little bit lower, but I still think it was still a fucking fantastically made movie. I think I would have gave it even higher if I would have been in theaters, and I already gave it higher than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that looked fucking awesome on the big screen. Uh, it did. It looked really good. Um, Civil War, though. Great movie. WandaVision. Hopefully a great TV show. Obviously, we're not going to be reviewing... Uh, Every episode. Well, we'll talk about it, and we'll review the episode, but we're not doing a an episode review. We'll uh, discuss the End of the, the series, though. Maybe. I think we do a review, absolutely. It's like a six-hour movie. I think we absolutely do a review. Okay. Um, hand up probably gonna get a really good visual score if they go through the decades and shoot it in different ways each episode oh absolutely that's fucking fresh cool. and dynamic and great but it's also gonna be harder for it to get such a high plot slash story score maybe because you gotta stay keep people engaged for a longer time be intriguing but I, I don't doubt that they're gonna be able to do that I'm excited for it I like the characters in here he tried cooking for her uh huh <laughs> she put him like 50 miles into the ground yeah <laughs> Um, he got distracted. I don't know if you noticed that line where he paralyzes War Machine. Uh-uh. Tony Stark, when their War Machine's like going into MRI and Vision's standing there, and Tony's like, how did this happen? He said, I don't know. I got distracted. And Tony said, I didn't think that was possible. He said, me neither. Distracted by Wanda? Yes. By her beauty? I guess. Wow. Just the start of something beautiful. Is this just going is, is to be her part two? But him? What? <laughs> the movie Her. Yeah. Is this gonna be is the show just gonna be him? You've never seen the movie Her. Doesn't he fall in love with uh, her phone? Yeah, but it's like literally just like like a voice, like you never actually see anything. Well yeah. It's not like an entire body with a penis. <laughs> Does Vision have a penis? Yes, it said in an interview. Really? Paul Bettany. I mean it was a joke, obviously. What if there's a sex scene? He said something about how he can change the density of any part of his body. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. There we go. I'm excited. It's going to be good next week. I don't know if we're just going to talk about that. I don't know how long. This comes out be. next week, right? We're not. comes out in the weekend, 15th. So we're going to have to do a split session again where we do sports on Wednesday. And over the weekend, we're going to have to record our movie. That's fine. Um, and it's going to come out Monday the 18th. Give everyone a weekend to watch it. Go watch Civil War beforehand. Yeah. Prepare yourself. Maybe, maybe just maybe do a marathon. Age of Ultron. Start off shitty. Then Civil War, then Infinity War. And then if you want to sit through Endgame again, you can. Oh, you're skipping over a little. They went on a fucking run. Well, I'm just I'm just the Wanda and Vision movies. No, yeah, for sure. I got you. Um, yes, they did. Tell me that run. Listen to this run of just fucking great movies. Bangers. Civil War. Banger. Before that was Ant-Man, so. Eh, pretty good. Now, I'm higher on this movie than some people might be, but Doctor Strange. Good movie. Guardians 2. Banger. However, some people don't like it. 
It's good. Not as good as the first one, but it's good. It's enjoyable. Okay. Um, fucking Batista's great as always. <laughs> Spider-Man: Homecoming, banger. Thor: Ragnarok, banger. Black Panther, banger. Infinity War, banger. And the Name Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but just that one, two, three, four. That seven movie stretch from May 2016. And I think that's technically like phase two or phase three, because like, how they have them split phase up. Phase three, I think, yeah. Are that's we in fucking electric. Oh, yeah, phase three. Phase three was definitely the strongest. That's what grew it to its huge popularity. Like, the first Avengers movie and everything was huge, but this is that's what fucking took it above and beyond. Yeah. It's just back to back to back. Fantastic movies. Non-stop fucking greatness. And then hopefully we can have... Is that real? What's up, Jay? Oh, wait, no, we're in Spider-Man 3. Why is that? Jason doing research. Okay. On the pod. Sorry. It's because it says Spider-Man 4 fan film. December 31st, 2020. I think I missed that one. <laughs> um, hopefully we can get another row of bangers with Black Widow. Uh, I was, admittedly. I was waiting for you to say banger just out of optimism. Hopefully banger. I'm looking forward to Taskmaster. Shang-Chi. Hopefully. July. Banger. Hopefully. Untitled Spider-Man Far From Home sequel. Banger. The Eternals. Kumail Nanjiani's ripped. People he, forget. And he's one of my favorite actors. And, and now he's uh, got muscles. Black Panther 2, hopefully banger. R.I.P. Chadwick. Still confused on how they're doing that. Shuri. I'm excited to see it. Shuri. Yeah, I, yeah, probably. I bet you she's probably been the Black Panther in the comics. No, she has. 100%. Yeah, so... I just don't know how they're going to transition that smoothly. Yeah, how are they? If they just completely ignore it and it's just like, look, you guys know what the fuck happened. No, I think. Or if they do something like a, just like it starts with the funeral, basically. I think so. I think the movie will open in memory of Chadwick Boseman. And then the first scene will be some like really, it'll be like how. Like the waterfall scene, but like super ceremonious. Yeah. I don't think they're going to say like how he died. I think it's going to be like how. Um, and this is kind of a bad example. I don't mean to sound insensitive, but how Fast and the Furious did it with Paul Walker, where like Paul Walker's character didn't die, but it was kind of like implied, and then he kind of went his own way. I think Chadwick's obviously going to have to. I don't think they can do that with this. Well, obviously he's going to have to die in the MCU to explain why he's not there, but it's going to be one of those like it's not necessarily explained, but it's very much nodded towards like the real actor actually passed away. Um, and I don't know, maybe Charlie Puth and. Wiz Khalifa will make run another, it back. Make another song. God. <laughs> what if they just use that song again? I mean, it would get me to cry again. Yeah, probably. And you know, I don't like those that brand of Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, but I saw it in theaters and I cried. Oh, I cried my eyes out at that movie. Fucked you up. Yeah. So hopefully, bangers. I'm not honestly not excited about Black Widow. The time has made me less excited than. I was. We haven't got an MCU movie since July 2019. It's been a streak. I'm excited for the shows. <sighs> um, I think Black... So what I was saying is I don't think we're going to have the run that they just went on. There's yeah, too many not. new things that they're doing. And there's too many different character introductions to where you can't make the incredible films. But we are constantly introducing new characters and it's not... all. They're going to be too busy setting up who these people are. To tell their best stories. But Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Doctor Strange, all origin movies in that run. Spider-Man introduced in Civil War. Black oh, yeah. Panther introduced in Civil War. Yeah, but... Homecoming, yeah. aggressively, not an origin story. Yeah, that's true. Black Panther, somewhat, we, we learn Wakanda, mm-hmm. but it's less of an origin story. Um, Doctor Strange, they did good, but I would argue it's the weakest of the group. Yeah, Definitely. Excuse me, sorry. And especially because, like, everyone knows who the fuck Spider-Man is. Yeah. People were excited for Black Panther once they knew who he was. Well, Black Widow's not an origin story. No, it's not. But it just doesn't look as good, and I'm hopeful. But all the other ones, like, no one knows who the fuck Shang-Chi is. No one knows who the fuck the Eternals are. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man will be a banger. Hey, do you think they're ever going to bring Adam Warlock into the things? They teased that in, what, Guardians 1 or Guardians 2? It was 2. Guardians 2. They teased it, and just nothing has came of it. Is he going to be in Guardians 3? Is he going to be in Eternals? Is probably. Is he connected to the Eternals I feel like he was probably going to be introduced, and then the James Gunn shit happened, and they had to push all those plans back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, because wasn't that movie supposed to be, like, yeah. one of the first ones? Yep. 
Thor but then Love he Thunder. was like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna go make a Suicide Squad movie." So we'll Hopefully see. Better. Oh, excuse me, Jesus, Jason. That's rude of me to yawn like that. Am I boring you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Look, this is gonna kick things going, kick things off, go in the right direction. Start the multiverse. Let's not forget that, and start just a crazy sequence. Oh, uh, Doctor Strange isn't listed on this. That's like 2022. Oh, it's not 2021. It's very far away. Or pretty sure. Well, no, yeah, 2022, like early 2022 though. Black Panther's July 2022. I think Doctor Strange is before Black Panther. Anyways. They were just talking about how uh, filming for that stopped. Black Panther? Oh, wait a minute. What? Oh, it's it's a 2020 film. Release date, March 25th, 2022. So, yeah. They stopped before filming that because England shut down. Which one? Doctor Strange. Damn. Yeah. It's right, though. It's going to be great. We're going to start the multiverse. Uh, with WandaVision. I'm going to go into it not expecting too much. I don't want to go into it thinking like a multiverse is just going to be opened right away. Obviously, that's not going to be what's happening. And I already know they're going to fucking leave us on a big-ass cliffhanger. Aggressively. Aggressively cliffhanger. What's up, Jay? Is Spider-Man going to be in this? Could I, he be in it? I have a feeling. End credit scene, last episode. Pans up Spider-Man's like body. Who are you guys? Or, and then you just see the other Spider-Man's like feet. You really want to get people on fire. Multiverse is fucked up. We get a shot of shit going to chaos in New York City. You get a big time close-up on Spider-Man's face. Takes the mask off. It's Tobey Maguire. Well, was, my, mine was pretty much kind of like the same thing, just not as revealing. <laughs> kind of Tom Holland just being like, who are you guys? And then it's just like two other Spider-Man feet. Be cra- well, four Spider-Man Be awesome. feet. Two sets of Spider-Man feet. <laughs> To explain that better. We're good at making end credits. Remember when we had our end credit idea for Captain Marvel? It was, was going to be some Doctor Strange shit, and then it was kind of lame what they ended up doing. Ours was much better than what they yeah. did. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Um, I think the problem with ours is we probably reveal too much. Because we want to know as fans what they're going to do next, but they don't want us to necessarily know everything. I don't know, because Captain Marvel, was it was that and then Endgame. And if they would have done that... yeah. I don't even remember what it was. It was like Doctor seeing Doctor Strange travel back to Captain Marvel's time or something. And yeah, I mean, like, like we're gonna need your help at this point in time yeah. or whatever. And it was him, and, that would was, explain, and then like yeah. he comes back from being in like that ghost form, and it was him on. Oh yeah, resuming back on Titan. Titan. Yeah, yeah. Been fucking awesome. That scene. That's perfect. Fucking end credits. <laughs> Marvel hire us <laughs> just to write end credits. Just to tease your next movies. I, I'm not gonna be good enough to write the movies. I can admit that. But if you need someone to get people fucking hyped up for a two-minute shot setting up your next movie, we're your guys. <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> oh, man. I'm stoked. I'm super stoked, Ty. I am, too. Um, it's going to be fun. I think come Friday night? Friday Ho- hopefully night. we get the two episodes like it's rumored. That'll be good because I feel like they're probably going to be like 30-minute episodes real short. No, don't say that. I feel like they Don't are. say that. Like 35 minutes. How many episodes have they said? Eight? No, I think it's nine, which is why people think it's going to be eight weeks with two episodes the first week. Damn, so we're going to have... This is going to be like a two-month thing on Within the Lines. Yeah, and then it's going to lead right into Loki, and then that's going to lead right into Falcon Winter And we got Soldier. March Movie Madness coming up. It's going to be fun. We're not going to be bored anymore, that's for sure. We'll have... Well, if movies come out streaming, we'll, we could do an episode where we talk about WandaVision and then also do a movie review, so... Yeah, of course. All right, Ty. It's been fun. It's a good episode. I like watching good movies. Me too. Um, and hopefully we get to watch a good TV show. We will. It's going to be a huge moment for us. We've never done TV shows before. You won't watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> That's the only show I watch. <laughs> That's true. And Survivor. Survivor now. <laughs> Shout out to that guy who won and then went to jail for four years. <laughs> Poor guy. They won a Pony- Pontiac Aztec? Pony. Well, obviously the car's going to be shitty. That no, no, Jason, like look, up, years look up the Pontiac Aztec. Here, I'm in 2005 Pontiac Aztec. Tell me this isn't the shittiest looking car you've ever seen to give to a millionaire. <laughs> that is a pretty ugly car. There's no way this car was cool when they released it. I thought it went to the second place person. <laughs> I thought it was like second place gets a 2005 Pontiac Aztec. First place gets a million dollars, but it's like, no, you're a millionaire. Here's this shitty car to drive to the bank to cash your million dollar check and then sell the shitty car. They give it to the last place person because <laughs> it's so ugly. <laughs> Here, let's see. Pontiac Aztec 
MSRP. How much was this car worth? I mean, it's going to show you the MSRP for now. I thought it would show me new. MSRP was new. Pontiac. It was a $20,000 car for a fucking millionaire. It's a sport utility vehicle. It's just a shitty SUV. Oh, that's just SUV. <laughs> In my head, I read sport utility vehicle, and I was thinking it was like a like a sports car. <laughs> the top end version of it is $25,000. Oh, my God. I think that car's on GTA. It's the shitty ones that no one wants. It looks like a Prius on the back. Yeah, it's just a big Prius. It's the shittiest car I've ever seen them give a millionaire. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. It's pretty ugly. But uh, please don't please don't spoil what happens in season two through 20-something. 20, 20 it's been going for a while. So you just finished season one? Yeah, just finish it. How, how long did it take? A few days. We're powering through. You're in for a fucking long haul if you're going to watch all of them. We're just going for it. You know, I'm going to be it's going to be so exciting when we hit HD. I want to <laughs> I want to update every week just a small update on how much you've watched and if anything funny happened. I'll, I'll probably just be talking about whoever won. You think you're going to finish them that quick where you're going to finish It was it was easily less than a week that we finished season 1. But are you going to keep up that pace? It's just it's our show right now. If we're just bored, we're just like, "Hey, let's throw on some Survivor." All right. And it's just easy watching, just throw it on, let it play while we're making dinner or something. Yeah. Me and her have a competition. We've agreed not to look at the finalists, and we pick a person. Yeah, that's what me and Ryan do. Do you guys make wagers? No. We make wagers. I, I should have because her person got eliminated first, and then she was like, because like Survivor, there's like two tribes, and then they bind, combine. Mm-hmm. And so we each chose one right away, and then hers got out early, and I was like, well, you can choose one once they combine or something. Like before that, and then you can have like your fallback person. The second person she chose won. She didn't win though. No, no, she she lost. What? How? The way me and Rye envision it, Rye's people made it to the final, so she won no matter what. They actually, I think they came in second. Um, so we'll both pick, pick people, and that'll be the main competition. No matter what, whoever's person first person is eliminated or whatever. When first, you choose these loser. people, because I chose it on the opening after credits. it was literally they're introducing the people, and I was like, I like her. So usually it's just they'll introduce the people and then they'll talk about who they are and we'll pick like midway through the first episode. This last season we picked after the first episode, which is good because the team I was leaning towards who were called themselves the River Rats, oh, first eliminated. Oh. <laughs> so good thing I didn't. The team I picked ended up being like the third eliminated. Um, anyway, so what we do is that's the main the, for the wager. But then there's also a follow-up competition. So my people get eliminated. I then pick a second team. Okay, so if my... But then once Riley's team gets eliminated, she gets to pick a second team, and then we're back on an even playing field. The theory there is if I pick a second team three weeks in and she gets to pick a second team seven weeks in, she would have an advantage because there's less of a pool to pick from and whatnot. Yes. And then we back on the level playing field. So, yeah. Why does she have an advantage? Oh, because her team lasted longer. So, yeah, if her team were to get eliminated later, she'd have less people to pick from for her second team. I was thinking about where we just go back and forth drafting people so one of ours makes it to the end, but I was like, that's way too much work for draft people. Both draft a team, create a like a fantasy scoring system where like how many people are on it? Sixteen. First place gets sixteen points, second place gets fifteen points, third place fourteen points, and the cumulative points of your team is Again, see that that's way more work <laughs> than just ah oh, fuck, my person got eliminated. <laughs> you guys send me the numbers and I'll, I'll do the crunching for you i'll set up a survivor model for you ty and you'll you'll draft a winning team every time fucking sounds electric <laughs> uh if you haven't listened within line sports go listen to that because i'm making money on the nba and you might want to start uh following start, me just saying if you're listening to this start listening to that yeah and then you well, have money the end. we're at the end of the podcast and so now they have something else to listen to go do it yeah go do it now I'm not even going to do an outro. Just go. This just feeds into our previous intro. This is this is like time jumping here because this is going to come out afterwards, but it's going to lead into the one that came out before. Are you really not doing an outro? No, I'm just kidding, Jay. You got anything else? I don't. Be good, Fred, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.